There are people, and maybe they don't go to a church, and maybe they're not sure what they think. Whatever the situation is that you find yourself in, as you wonder if there are true reasons to believe in God, and if you think you want to at least entertain the idea that it's possible, just give yourself permission to do that. Because if it's possible, then the end result is something you don't want to miss out on. This is Study with Friends, a weekly dive into the answers and questions we find in the Bible, in the church, and in the broader Christian faith. I'm Paige, and this week we are talking about reasons to believe, a look at personal testimonies of those who have come to know Christ and how the Spirit has shaped their journey along the way. This episode is part of a series. You can get the rest of the episodes, learn more about the guests you hear, or access any of the resources we provide and learn about the larger work we are doing at studywithfriends.org. Earlier in my testimony, I talked about how I, I grew up in in a, um, a very heavily Christian family, but very skeptical of the supernatural, very skeptical of, of the ways of the Holy Spirit um, and how how the Lord likes to work uh, and blow people's minds and and not allow science to explain it. But um, so I grew up in that culture, but similar to to kind of how you guys described about, you know, it's like the Lord transforms one life and then starts transforming another life. And it kind of is like a domino mm-hmm. effect. That very thing happened in my family too, where uh, especially because cause my, my parents, I mean, I grew up in that, but they heavily grew up in that, um, you know, environment. Yet when I was in college, or and even really before then, my dad started to just get such a hunger for the word of God. And I mean, he had always had a hunger for the word and, and he was, you know, ministry leader, teacher for years. Through being in the word, the Lord started to open up just his mind to miracles, open up his mind to you know, stuff that's talked about in the Old Testament that some Christians even think, oh, God doesn't operate that way, yep. but God is the same yesterday, today, mm-hmm. and forever. And and he was like, okay, the Lord took him on this really long journey for that. And little did we know that a few years after that started happening, not only would it affect my family a few years later, especially when the Lord um, called my dad to start a church, um, he also opened up missions to us Mm -hmm. and um it was first mexico but then it quickly uh changed i mean god's called us all over the world but but uh we've had different focal points and and um the focal point for nigeria came um and that was like seven or eight years ago there must be so many things that you experience there that give you strong reasons to know that well i mean honestly uh, just at a base level i love the culture there because they are so um, blunt with everything they do and say, and they, they know the supernatural realm is real. Mm -hmm. They know it, um, whether they know it from darkness or from light. Um, and a lot of times it's because these people have nothing else but that they literally have, they've seen miracles because they, they are like, I don't know how I'm going to eat next. Mm -hmm. And then God just provides, or, I am going to die from disease or whatever, and God just heals them. You know, the atmosphere there, you, you just can't deny. I, you can't deny that there is a higher power. And then once you are willing to accept that, 
you can't deny that God's the highest power. You yeah. truly can't. Um, so many people there, uh, unfortunately, um, cling to other gods. I mean, that's so real to them there. They cling to the demonic thinking that it's the highest power. But you you get them in touch with with the Lord and you show them the ways of God. And I mean, they're just so hungry. Mm. They're so hungry because, because they, they have nothing. So they, they want, they want a God that's going to provide everything for them. You know, uh, many times these people actually get themselves involved into witchcraft and just, just terrible, terrible darkness because they're literally at, at nothing else. And they're like, I, I'm going to die. I need to save my children. Oh, here's a witch doctor down the road that could perform this spell and help me. But my understanding of it is that they have, and it's like what we were talking about earlier, Brooke, about that we all have access to the Holy Spirit, but like that they have access to the supernatural because they're culturally indoctrinated to believe that it's real in the first place. Whereas we are culturally indoctrinated to believe that it's not. Mm-hmm. Yes. Obviously, you don't want to hyper-focus on Satan, but you do see strategically in warfare, right? Spiritual warfare, mm-hmm. how he takes over countries and his devices, right? You know, in, in those kind of countries, he takes over by by deceiving them to think, oh, I'm the highest power, you know, give me your children and I'll give you food. I mean, it's awful, but that is actually reality here and in a lot of um i'll just say first world countries and it's interesting how the very data and science that people are like prove this to me prove this to me with science and data it's that's the very thing that the enemy will use Mm -hmm. to distract us away from the truth which is jesus well and you know one of the things that i was thinking about when we were all talking (laughs) it's very difficult i don't care who you are to have a fully balanced theology. And what I mean by that is by our nature, we tend to cling to one thing. It's hard for us to, to keep an, an entire table of this is all the truth about God. So it, depending on how you're wired or how you were raised or whatever, for example, I lean towards reason and logic because I'm naturally a skeptic. And I, even like, you know, any, and beyond faith, if someone says something to me, I'm like, source that. I don't just believe what you say. Right. Tell me where you read it. Show me the data. But that's my leaning. Mm. But God has been faithful as I open myself up. And just so many times where the spirit has been so real mm. to me. But I can often get about the business of my faith in my head. And that's a danger. So it's really hard to be balanced. I know there are a lot of people who get on the other side, err on the other side of like, I just feel my faith. I just experience my faith in this way. And I don't want to really think about it. But God doesn't want that for us. Like he is, he is available to open himself up in any way. Like we're all wired differently. We're all built differently. So as we unpack this series, reasons that we have to believe, some reasons that we talk about might be more impactful to people than others. But God is so big and so full of truth that no matter who you are and where you come at him from, if he's like this orb and you come, you can come from all the different angles, he's going to show up and be real in whatever way mm-hmm. 
You need him to be real. If you just give him a chance. What I would say, this is the great thing about podcast, YouTube, radio, what we're doing, is there are people who watch and listen and maybe they don't go to a church and maybe they're not sure what they think. I would just say, in the quiet of your heart, give yourself permission that it's possible. Mm. It's possible. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to tell your family that you're exper- exploring. You don't have to tell your friends. if Whatever the situation is that you find yourself in, as you wonder if there are true reasons to believe in God, and if you think you want to at least entertain the idea that it's possible, just give yourself permission to do that. Mm-hmm. Because... If it's possible, then the end result is something you don't want to miss out on. And I just say explore it. Because for myself, over my life, I have really asked a lot of hard questions of Christianity. And it just deepens my faith. There are hard questions. Some of them are softballs and some of them are hardballs. I'm not saying they're all easy fluff. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is it's been my experience that not only is Christianity the most real experience I've had in my life, but it's also the most intellectually satisfying answer for the world around me. It takes a lot of things that my professors have said is that it takes a lot more faith to believe that it's not true than mm-hmm. it, that it is. Do you find that that's the case or is that just something that you think your professors... I do find it's the case that... I I am a very sciencey person like that's always been my like that's what I'm really interested in and and it's just been so interesting to watch especially th- uh like through a class I took it was neuroscience like the way that the brain is wired like it's so much harder to believe that we just randomly were created that way like or evolved that way Exactly. It was clearly divinely created the brain. That's kind of what I'm saying is that you know, so I said for me and my faith, the starting point right now in my life is the resurrection because that is the most persuasive piece of data that I can build everything else on and feel like I've built a system of belief that's sturdy. Mm-hmm. We don't understand. We're never going to understand God completely. And I'll also say it would be hubris for us to think that he's revealed all truth to us. He hasn't. There is truth that exists that hasn't been revealed to humans, okay? So no system of belief is ever going to be 100% complete. Mm -hmm. But I think for people who really are interested, you can get about the business of building that system for yourself. And we may all, you know, we may disagree on some things. We may... You and I disagree on one thing, <laughs> but we love each other. <laughs> um, we talk about it a lot, so that, I'm just shorthanding that. Um, but... But we know, we, I know her faith is real. She knows my faith yeah. is real. And w- this is not an essential to our faith. Like, mm-hmm. is this true or is that true? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. None of us can be sure about some things. But that doesn't stop. But that from. doesn't mean that it should completely block your faith. Yeah. Yeah. If you have the tenacity and the inspiration to learn it and understand it it's available it's available and it's it's available in the words of the bible which by the way i don't have a bible in front of me today that was it's a different kind of conversation you've brought it up a lot that you know you were testing your faith and you went back to the word that's the right thing to do there are a lot of people who won't be comfortable starting in the bible because they're not sure that the bible is true and what i'm saying is there's a lot of evidence outside of the bible too Mm -hmm. 
personal testimony. Don't discount it. It's real data, historical data. But what I really want, and I hope that we did the lion's share of this time, which I think we did, is the personal testimony because that that's the life-changing stuff that this was this happened to me. And I remember, um, not to expose her testimony, I would love for her to come on and share it, but when our, my older daughter had her I'm praying about Jesus moment, she, she it was palpable. The Holy Spirit came into the room, and, I, and, and we both felt it, and like what you described. And I just, I was a little bit like, did you feel that? And she said, yes. And that was a moment where like both of us experienced it. And then she said to me, mommy, she was little. She said, mommy, I knew that God could do miracles, but I didn't know he would do a miracle for me. And that's what I'm talking about with personal experience. Like when you know it, when you experience it, it's real. And you can't, that's why I said in the prompt, the undeniable experiences of the Holy Spirit. And that's hard for people to accept. But if you could just, again, just open your mind a little bit, lay down that stubbornness and say, okay, what if it were real? What if it were real? There's one thing, I don't know if I've been thinking like this whole time about something I wrote, just that the Holy Spirit has allowed me to do throughout my life in high school, especially just with different things. There was this one scenario that I knew I had to forgive somebody and like no piece of me wanted to do that. And it was during a spiritual emphasis week that like the chapels, it was really just about forgiving people. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. They've wronged me. I will not forgive them. They don't deserve my forgiveness at all. And the Lord just kept putting it on my heart. The Holy Spirit was like, this is something that separates you from me. Like, you build up a wall between us by not forgiving others. I did the ultimate sacrifice of forgiving you on the cross. And like, I literally remember just like breaking down. I was like, I have to do it. Like I need to forgive this person. And I went up to them and I talked to them and I literally had like afterwards the biggest weight lifted off my shoulders. And I was like, walking around like smiling like so happy I went up to my best friend at school and I was like I've never felt like this in my life like I literally feel so joyful right now like I don't have this weight on me that even though this person wronged me it doesn't matter anymore I I can forgive because the Holy Spirit like did that through me I never ever would have done it on my own it was all the Holy Spirit and like there have been other things that happened that I still don't even understand how the Lord was able to do that I was in bondage to that the Holy Spirit was like this separates you from me and you need to lay it at my feet and I was like no I'm not doing that I can't I want this even though it's detrimental to my life or my faith and he told me like just through his Holy Spirit and his word and just truth that keeping sin in your heart between you and the Lord really does like it only hurts you it hurts you for so long and he is able to give you the strength to let go of it and take step do it and they're hard and they're not fun but then afterwards you just know that like the lord is strong and able to do anything that you know you can't do on your own yeah holding on to bitterness i think you and i both experienced like where we just want to hold on to it because that's the only thing that makes us feel better about the situation but it's like doesn't fit but it doesn't make you feel yeah exactly yeah like maybe it's the thing that makes 
you feel like you can make sense of yeah. the situation. Yeah. I, and it also feels like the only, like, it feels like the righteous thing to do. Like, I'm mad at this person and I'm never not going to be mad at this person. Yeah. Well, and what you said is important. It's through the strength of the Holy Spirit yeah. that you're able to let it go. Mm-hmm. Our flesh wants to hold on to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I just, just keep thinking, sorry, about like working through it now too. I'm like, why would I not want the peace and the joy yeah. that like forgiving somebody? Because before? in the moment you don't see that. Yeah. Yeah. The enemy blocks it. Your flesh blocks it. All yeah. you can see is right in front of you that pain that you're experiencing. And that's how it's designed. That's how sin works. Yeah. It's designed to blind you. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting what you're saying because I want to call it out in a different way. Two, two things. One, when you have that experience, you're more inclined to do it again yeah so like there's this there's um there's we did a series on first john and if you read first john there's this cycle of trust and obey trust and obey Mm -hmm. and what you're describing is really real life application of that cycle um and i'm talking to it because it is a reason we believe Mm -hmm. when we trust it helps us to obey and when we obey, he's faithful to it, which gives us more trust. Mm-hmm. And so what you're describing is like, I didn't want to do it. But then on the other side of it, I was so much changed and so much better in this piece. There, That's that cycle, which as you experience it in your life, your Christian life, mm-hmm. it does strengthen your faith. The more you trust, the more you're inclined to obey. And the more you're inclined to, the more you obey what he lays out for you in his word, the more you see his faithfulness, which causes you to trust more. Mm-hmm. And that's a cycle of belief, of strengthening belief. So that's that cycle that I think is perfectly seated in this conversation because it is it is the maturity that he grows in us as we mm-hmm. continue to believe in him. And, and he gives us personal reasons to believe. Um, the other thing I wanted to say that... Um, it occurred to me that all of us have said when it comes to our life experiences is the word peace. Mm-hmm. We all said the word peace in different scenarios. We're all telling different stories, but we all said the word peace. Is it a Bible buzz- buzzword? Yes. But is it also a, a, a word that the culture can understand? Absolutely. Because mm-hmm. I think that there's not a lot of peace in our culture and there's not a lot of peace in the people around us. There's a lot of conflict. There's a lot of divisiveness. And the Bible talks about the peace that passes all understanding. And it's really interesting in the context of this conversation because what we're talking about is understanding. Mm -hmm. And when we unpack that word just a little bit, we're talking about human understanding, things that we can understand. We're talking about the supernatural. We're talking about um, a total change of life direction that is not really explainable in normal ways. I don't really understand why she wanted to go to that school for her whole, for years. And then like that just said, that's not where I'm supposed to go and went a different way. It defies understanding. A a sixth grader who, or a 12 year old who says, I want to know you, Lord. I want to be a better person. That defies human understanding if you really look at it on its face. And so when we talk about understanding and God juxtaposes this word of peace and, and we've all been a little bit lost at a loss to describe it because we, we all kind of say it's hard to explain, but that's what the Bible is for to help us define our faith better. When we talk about the peace that passes understanding. I think that that's something that 
maybe non-believers or believers who are new to the faith and haven't really had that experience, they would be jealous for that because peace is hard to find. Mm -hmm. And what you're talking about, especially in your testimony of, of the things you've shared today, there are things that defy explanation. Like, listen, you don't want to forgive someone. There's also God builds in us a sense of justice. Mm -hmm. And so we say that's wrong and I don't forgive it. And that feels like the right place to sit. And so there's this battle. Mm -hmm. And uh, C.S. Lewis does a really good job of it in the book Mere Christianity to explain how actually it's only God that explains how that battle resolves inside us. Mm -hmm. How on the one hand we feel this strong sense of justice, which in some cases can wrongly put us in a place where we don't want to forgive. And then God comes in with another facet of himself and actually completely contradicts the thing that we are 100% feeling. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's another resource that I would put out there, um, Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. But it's, it's so interesting when you look back on it, you're like, nothing about me wanted to do blank. And you each described something, and so did I. Mm -hmm. As I said, nothing about me wanted to allow my first daughter to not go to a Christian yeah. school. Mm -hmm. Not that it was for me to allow, but do you understand? Nothing I wanted to agree with it. And yet God changes our hearts. And that is a reason that we believe because we've experienced God changing our hearts. And we know, like you said, <laughs> watching a stubborn mom be changed, you know, that that's only God. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think the enemy wants to steal those experiences from us. So there, there are many ways that he goes about um, stealing our testimony. And one of them is, to make us doubt ourselves, like mm -hmm. you were saying, I, I no one had to question my experiences because I was already questioning them myself. <laughs> or to make us feel like as time goes by, oh, that yeah, wasn't as real just, as you yeah. thought it was. It was just, he right. just likes to cloud our experiences. Mm -hmm. And it's really good to sit around a table like this and affirm the experiences with each other. Oh. And I hope that, and, and we will wrap up on this, I hope that what we have done has affirmed that for people who are paying attention to what we're doing today. And I also hope that for people who are skeptics and seekers, that it gives them a place to just give themselves a shred of permission to say, okay, I've built up a whole host of reasons why it couldn't be. What if I started allowing opportunities to build up reasons why it could? <laughs> Let's pray it out. God, thank you for this time. Thank you for this amazing group of faithful women. Um, thank you for the ways that you have um, strengthened my faith through their testimony. Uh, I thank you for the, the time that we were able to spend today with each other and with you. Thank you for being present here. We ask that as we go from this place and put this content out, that you would continue to work in and through it in our lives and in the lives of others. And we ask you to do that in Jesus' name and for his glory alone. Amen. This program is produced by Study With Friends. Learn more about us at studywithfriends.org and sign up there for email devotionals or download our Bible studies for free. If you are blessed by our work, please consider supporting our ministry with a donation. We believe in the local church. Please find a congregation where you can plug in and experience all aspects of the Christian life. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time when we study with friends. Mm -hmm.